Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Arabian Traveler Poetry. Al-Musafir Arabi Lishar. Today, I am interviewing Chancellor Kay Jackson, and I'm continuing with the theme of love. Love, true love, never dies. Chancellor Kay Jackson, born in 1995 in Fulton County, Georgia, native to American parents, grew up in Smyrna, Georgia, and attended Stetson University. For nine years, he played football at the high school and collegiate level. After graduating with a bachelor degree in communication and media studies, Chancellor lived abroad in China from 2018 to 2019. Chancellor fell into writing after his traumatic experience of being arrested and detained in Beijing for 14 days. His first book, 14 Days in Beijing, has ranked number one over 15 times on Amazon and multiple genres. Chancellor has recently released his first romance drama titled You Love and You Learn, now available on Amazon. Welcome, Chancellor. Uh, the Arabian Traveler Poetry, and we're really very pleased to have you with us today. Um, at, this is a lovely Saturday morning, and I just wanted to thank you for accepting to join me. If you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, just introduce yourself, and then I'll have uh, several questions for you that uh, might help us. Um, for sure, for sure. Blessings and balance to you, Muhammad. Blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in. Appreciate you for having me. Um, Chancellor K. Jackson is the name. Born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, played football good portion of my life, so all throughout high school, and was able to play at the college level um, at Stetson University down in Florida, where I obtained my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. After I graduated, I landed, ironically, I landed my first job teaching English to children in China. So that's how I ended up in China. Um, and China was absolutely, hands down, the best experience I've ever had in my life. I encourage everybody to travel abroad, but if you can live abroad, man, definitely, definitely do so. It don't gotta be long either. I only live in China for six months and I got a full experience in China. Um, so definitely encourage everybody to, uh, live someplace abroad and try to aim for some places you've always been fascinated with. You know what I'm saying? Just don't choose any place. Go someplace you've always wanted to go. Um, and see how much you learn about yourself and just about life in general. That's sure. great. Yeah. I, and I heard you say that your your mother uh, was a big influencer in your traveling and that she said, yeah. you know, where would you want to go? And it looked like you picked China. Um, so um, can you tell me a little bit about your mom and parents and it sounds like they're a great source of inspiration for you and I, I will get later a little bit about your book and, and the for information sure. so I'd like to get a sense of uh, who you are um, in your family life yeah yeah so I was uh, raised by a single mother for the most part um, she raised my me and my younger brother and uh, we had a great childhood all in all we had a great childhood overall we lived in a pretty big neighborhood. Um, we live in one of the oldest black communities in Smyrna. Um, that's still standing to this day. It's getting gentrified now, but you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, it's a very historical neighborhood. Um, so with that being said, it's a lot of kids. So, you know what I'm saying? We would spend a lot of time outside. We 
a lot, a lot of time. And it was a park in the middle of our neighborhood. So we had a park that we can go to and play at and hang out at. Um, so we had a great childhood overall and um, stayed out of trouble for the most part, was on, on a roll, made good grades and stuff. Um, and then once we started playing football, that just sharpened and fine-tuned us even more, you know what I'm saying? So I was just being even more disciplined and, you know what I'm saying, knowing at the end of the day we wanted to play college football. So we can't be on all the BS, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, if we trying to play at the next level, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, she yeah. definitely uh, supported us and, you know what I'm saying, made sure that we never went without – you know what I'm saying? Anything, going hungry without clothes and everything. So she did a, a hell of a job raising us, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that hearing that she's inspired you to travel and talk with you about uh, early on. Now, you went to China and you went to teach English and something happened there that changed the course of your life. And uh, I am interested in that um, love that you have exerted um, or that you have practiced I mean, in order to overcome that adversity. And so I'd like to hear um, a little bit from you on, you know. I, I know that was a very traumatic experience for you uh, being arrested um, in, in China and spending 14 days. And I just wanted, maybe you can just recap that. I don't want you to retell the story over yeah. and over again, but um you've learned something from that experience and i i just wanted um, you to talk about the love a lot of what i do in this podcast is talking about love and poetry uh, and i was enamored with with the concept of love and and that um that true love never fails that you talk about yeah 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 so um so pretty much my experience in china was overall great now my last 14 days were ugly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My last two weeks in China were ugly. Like we stated before, I was arrested. Um, now, what were my specific charges? I honestly don't know. Like I said, no form of communication was given to me once some handcuffs were thrown on me. So I honestly don't know what my specific charges were. I just know I had just gotten caught with 1.4 grams of cannabis. Um, so I know I'm, I'm in trouble, but I don't know how much trouble I'm in and nothing has been ex being explained to me as far as what's going to take place uh, next and how this thing's going to play out. Um, and then, of course, it's a language barrier, so it ain't even like we can have this conversation anyway. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm housed in Beijing Jail 6 um, in a cell with 14 other Chinese men for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, yeah, uh, nine wooden beds in each cell. Every day we get three meals and it's some form of soup, <laughs> each meal and bread rolls. Um, and literally, bro, all I had was one Tupperware bowl and one plastic spoon for 14 days straight. Um, and it was, it, it was a journey, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely a trial of the mind to test the resolve of the soul. Um, and ironically, I wrote a poem I started writing a poem while I was in there, but um, once I got out, I was able to finish it. And uh, pretty much the poem goes, uh, it's called Free Me. So free me, a psalm of my culture, restrained for 14 days in a land where I'm a foreigner. Even here in America, my native land, I felt foreign, but I felt at home simultaneously. 
never would have thought the phrase free me would mean free me. I'm glad I'm not dead. Lest the front of a shirt be my final resting place. Pride stained on my flesh, how I, a cub, have wandered into the Serengeti. A clock on the wall knows my future, my freedom in his hands. A second is life, a minute, eternity. Free me. Peace is my cell, cold, dark, unchanging. Unfamiliar eyes accompany me daily, 24, 7, 15, 9, 3, 1, 1. 24, 24 hours a day, 7, 7 days a week, 15, 15 minutes, 1 cell, 9, 9 wooden beds, 3, 3 soups a day, 1, 1, 1 bowl, 1 spoon, my lucky numbers. Red and blue, life and substance, knowledge and power. A trial of the mind to test the resolve of the soul. Never let a hard time humble us. Well, that is really, thank you. That's uh, full of um, heart and soul. Um, I know you talk in, in your book, uh, 14 Days in Beijing, about how um, the Chinese police came in um, to your apartment and uh, searched. Um, it, I'm just curious, kind of what happened? Like you've got the, your your life, your work, and uh, kind of what happened? You just got deported after that? And then yeah yeah lose everything or what happened yeah yeah so as soon as they uh came and got me they just randomly just called my name hey come on <laughs> i'm like for real <laughs> it's time <laughs> for real me okay <laughs> so just you finally just called my name to go so i you know what i'm saying they escorted me out of the uh cell downstairs had me get dressed back in my clothes sign a bunch of documents that i can't read and then now uh, we get back in the van and they take me straight to my apartment and like the rest of my stuff. And then after I finished doing that, took me straight to the airport while I was deported from the country immediately. Uh, so this, uh, I was out of China within about six hours of being released from jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a quick turnaround. Um, and what happened? And now you like it. What happened with yeah. your belongings, your job, your income? I mean, how? Yeah. What happened to all of that? Yeah, so I, I knew uh, the job was over with. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's a wrap. It's over with. I knew that was quiet. Um, my money, ironically though, was still in China though. I still, I'm like, but my money's in the bank, bro. I gotta, can we stop by the bank so I can pull the money out if anything? And they was like, well, they got ATMs in the uh, airport, so you can use the ATMs in the airport. I'm like, all right. Um, but even then, I still wasn't able to pull out because we were so pressed for time. I was like, once we got to the airport. We scrambling trying to get to the gate so we don't miss the flight. So I ain't have that much time to pull out all my money. I only was able to pull out like a thousand uh, kwai. So pretty much, man, that's probably like, <laughs> that's probably like uh, maybe a hundred dollars if that, you know what I'm saying, hundred US dollars. So it's like, I wasn't able to pull out that much money, just enough to pay the, um, and I, how I originally packed my bags to go to China, I went and bought a huge, huge box from Home Depot, a cardboard box, mm -hmm. 
and I stuffed that cardboard box with everything. So I put everything in this big old cardboard box and duct taped that cardboard box to tea and it made it to China. So, but of course the box was damaged by the time, you know what I'm saying, I picked it up from customs. So I got rid of it. So I'm like, hey, going back, I'm like, well, I just got a bunch of just bags. Like, I got a bunch of bags. Like, I don't know how we gonna finesse this, but hey, I really, I told y'all I needed to stop by the, uh, I need to stop by like a store or something so I can give me some trash bags to put all this stuff in. And I definitely need to stop by the bank so I can grab my money to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't do any of the two. And now we at the airport and the immigration dude like, well, you can't take all these bags on planes. Well, I told y'all, <laughs> let's not buy a store or something so I can have, buy something to put all this stuff in. But in order for me to buy it, I need to stop by the bank. I told y'all this. So, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. Y'all, this, this is poor organization on y'all behalf. But, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm, like, okay. I'm, I'm impressed as, you, you know, you've, you've gone through that traumatic experience. It's rough. Uh, I've been detained in, in, in some countries as a Palestinian for reasons I did not know why myself either. So I understand mm -hmm. it not quite for 14 days. I, I had that for about three days. I think they thought I was a spy of some sort because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Mohammeds out there in the world. But I, I and I remember I had a notebook and started to want to write things, but I, I, I was a little bit bitter about that. I'm still bitter 20 some years about it. I, you, you talk about this in a much more positive way and I'm really impressed with that. And so can you tell me about like how did that change your life to the best and and uh, i know that you're banned from going to china i don't know for how many more years but, yeah. uh, maybe tell us about how do you how do you overcame that adversity? for sure uh, yeah yeah i mean my whole journey has been filled with adversity my very first love and passion was football playing football um and even though I was able to play Division One football, that didn't come easy. You know what I'm saying? It was a grind just to yeah. start on varsity. Just to start yeah, varsity yeah. in high school. It was a grind just for me to do that because I ain't start playing football till eighth grade, 13 years old. Everybody else yeah. been playing since four and five. So the physical and mental developmental phases of the game, I lacked severely. So it was my whole career was just me playing catch up playing catch up but, but just me being athletic and smart and hard working and disciplined and all, I was able to catch up I'm able to catch up but still it's a, it's a, you can catch up but still the experience you lack yes. you can catch yeah. up as if, if you ain't got that experience that's gonna play a factor as well so um, nothing about you know what I'm saying my first love of passion has been easy so I knew that moving forward once you know what I'm saying Whatever was, whatever was gonna be my next endeavor, it was gonna be a grind. Everything we go through is preparation for what's in store. You know what I'm saying? If it was a yeah. uh, grind with football, okay, yeah, it's gonna be a grind for the next thing for sure. But you know what I'm saying? You gonna know how to handle it. You gonna know how to handle yeah. it. You gonna not stay down. You gonna know how to trust the process and to be resilient and to persevere. Um, so now that I'm back in America, I'm back to square one all over again, like when football first came to an end and I'm just like, damn bro, what's next? What you gonna do? You're back against the wall, your money's still in China, you done lost everything in <laughs> two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Damn. <laughs> it was like, it was one of them like, just like, damn bro, what? What? Yeah. This is crazy. But I know I have, through all of this, I have, I've came up with, uh, with some things that I could utilize to 
helped me figure out what I need to do next or how I can go about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Figuring, yeah. finding that next step. Um, so it's like, okay, at first, bro, you had no clue what it is you wanted to do or what you were good at or what you, you know what I'm saying, as far as a career or just finding a field to work in. Well, you got experience teaching and your experience is on the other side of the world. That's going to open doors for you. So utilize that <laughs> for sure. You played division one football. Utilize that. Then fell in the. I just fell in the. I wasn't trying to coach high school, coach football. I just fell into it. So hey, you trying to coach? I could. I at this point, I ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> Why not? So just me trying things, and then months later, my partner that I grew up with, he was the puppet awful. We graduated high school in 2014. He was like, "Hey, bro, you should write a book about the experience." I'm like, "Well, that's a good idea. I don't even know where to start, <laughs> but that's a great <laughs> idea." And he took it a step further when my notes left me a five layer outline very very brief and i just started filling it in and with me filling it in i caught a flow for how i wanted to tell the story so i moved it from my notes to google doc so i could type it on the computer four months later i finished writing the story and an additional six months just getting it uh publishing ready getting ready for publishing and um on april 4th 2019 is the day i got locked up in china april 4th 2020 the anniversary year i released the very first version of 14 days in beijing and i was ranked the number one new bestseller in three different genres um so it's just you know what i'm saying just staying down trusting the process never letting no hard time humble us that's really yeah, it yeah. yeah and i have to say it is captivating i know you also have it on spotify and on, on, on uh, uh, books on tapes and i, I really enjoyed um hearing it and and uh, um, just it it just very captivating and uh, I appreciate your style and, and, and the writing um, I like to hear a little bit more on the the other uh, book that you um, worked on and uh, it it's called uh, I believe um, True love never dies, and, and um, is do you want to talk about that? Yeah, what, yeah. What um, does that entail? For sure. So um, after fourteen days, uh, I released two more books. Um, yeah, I released two more books, and the two books are a romance saga, pretty much. And all in all, all three books is one long trilogy. It's telling one long story. Um, but the romance saga is pretty much just a man. It's still just like 14 days based on a true story that I actually, you know what I'm saying, endured, but it's pretty much a man's first step towards gaining emotional intelligence. Um, so it's just really about my first love, first serious relationship, um, and just how that story begun. And that's where you love, you learn comes into play. That's the, pretty much, it's the second book of the series, but it's really the prequel. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so it's yes. really, the prequel so you got you love you learn pretty much what takes place beforehand all before you know what I'm saying china and everything and then you got 14 days in beijing of course what happened my last 14 days in china and then you have the last one real love never dies and it's pretty much it connects um it connects from college uh going into adulthood then going in going to china what I was doing in China, a little bit of stuff I was doing in China before getting locked up, which is interesting because a lot of people ask me, okay, what was China like before you got locked up? Well, you can get a glimpse of that <laughs> and love never dies. And then of course it tells the story of what happened after those 14 days yeah. once our sandwich was released. So it's all one long story telling, uh, just, you know what I'm saying? A 
accepted my journey <laughs> up until this point. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, I wanted to see like uh, uh, um, the, the you write poetry too, and this is about poetry. So I wanted to know whether you wanted to read another poem as we close. Um, and uh, again, I said, you know, a big fan, love uh, your stuff. Um, I, uh, I believe I put in the description a link to your website. Um, uh, but I wanted to make sure you also let the audience know how to get a hold of you. And uh, maybe we can um, cap this uh, with just you, you know, if you have a poem to read for us and also let sure. us know how you'd like the audience to, to get in touch with you. For sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, y'all can find me on every social media platform except TikTok. I ain't on there just yet, but you'll find me on everything else for sure. Um, just Google me. Google Chancellor K. Jackson. You'll find everything you need to know. Um, my website, ChancellorKJackson.com. You can get your copies of my books on Amazon or as well as my website. I also uh, have a service through my publishing company, Corlay Publications, LLC, um, where I coach aspiring authors. So anybody out there that has an idea concept for a story, but don't know how to go about putting it on paper, or if you've already written a story, but don't know how to go about publishing it, snap in with your boy, I can walk you through either process or both of them. Um, so yeah, y'all can tap in with me uh, uh, like that, just Google me. And as far as just leave y'all with some words of encouragement, I got another little poem slash quote for y'all. And it's by Nipsey Hussle. And for those that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, he was a rapper from South Central uh, Los Angeles. Overall, a serial entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? A jack of all trades. He had a lot of different business endeavors. And his background is, you know what I'm saying? He started as, he was a gang man. He, he, he was a gang man, rolling 60 script, you know what I mean? Fresh out of jail in 2008, he made a conscious decision to change his life, you know what I'm saying? Based on his decision making and just pursuing something. You know what I'm saying? And it started with music and then clothing, and now it expanded to, like I said, a whole bunch of endeavors. Um, but the quote goes, long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 purpose on the path to my own self-destruction or success. But what's a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every person is defined by their reaction to any given situation. So who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, give your heart to it and stay strong. so much chancellor and again uh great work uh, uh stay strong keep keep doing this uh work uh, i appreciate that uh, you're inspiring and helping um others uh until until we meet again uh, for sure family appreciate you for having me man allowing me to showcase my skills and all my products but most importantly my spirit wonderful thank you chancellor bye-bye take care Peace.